Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of February. And you know what that means. Yep, it's the first Friday of the month with her fantastic co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. And wait, wait for it. Drum roll, please. Bam! Dr. Alessandra is in the studio today. All the way from Florida. So, we'll catch up with two of them. And they'll be talking about leaning into pleasure, growing where you're planted, divinity school updates, and so much more. I mean, how would you not, especially when you're from Florida? <laughs> well, without further ado, I welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is first Friday of the month, which means you've got me, Sunny Joy, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And you notice how um, very like flowing this is because we are sitting across the table from each other. Yes, which yes. Is- Yes. Awesome. There's no delays. There's no technical difficulties. There's no large screen TV where I'm distracted by no. the images. So it's perfect to have it's you amazing. here. It's amazing. The three of us are together again. Oh, so I mean, Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from nine to ten a.m. on Alternative Talk eleven fifty a.m. KKNW. Um, if you need to access the archives, you can get those at eleven fifty KKNW.com. and it's also on iTunes and Podcast One. I'm speeding through all of this. Because I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun to see you. <laughs> you too. I'm like, I just think, you know, thank God for Zoom and yes. all the things that we can do. But also, like, seeing people in person yeah. feels like the most magical thing lately. And you have been in town for a few days. I, yes. I would like to hear more about the talks you gave and all yes. that good stuff. But this is literally the first time that we are seeing each other since you came through Petaluma. Is that Is that right? right? Can that yeah, be like right? Seeing you in person. In person. Yeah. This is the first time. Yeah. And then this is the first time that we have been in this station for like two oh, probably years, a year and a half. At least. Something like that. Because I left for Petaluma in spring of 2019. Yeah. So 2020, three years. So my mind is three just kind of blown right now. I'm yeah. taking in a lot of information. We are. I just got here. <laughs> Literally. I just arrived. <laughs> That's what you might have noticed. We started down. like a minute or two late. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> staring at. Sunny, and then staring at Benny, like, wow. But yes, not in a creepy there. way. Not, but a, not in a creepy way. way. A good way. To, like, be like, wow, okay, this yes. is settled. <laughs> this is real. Did you have to leave your car on the side of the road to get up here? I just or what left happened? it on the highway and I walked. <laughs> <Like>, no. <laughs> so I need to make a call to state patrol. She texted me yeah. and said, wait, my, my entrance is blocked. And I'm like, I don't know where you are. My entrance hasn't had any changes. I know. I think I went some other type of way before that you never did. And I was like, oh, they've made this a walkway now. Oh. You know, I think there was some way I went. I'm so sorry. But a very nice person oh, helped me, oh, guided so glad. me. Yes. yes. Yeah. Was... So I made it and I'm good. Okay. Well, but we're it's here. It's been a while since I was like, <laughs> I've like gotten on the freeway in yeah. Seattle and I'm going to drive somewhere to meet someone in person. You oh, know? Yeah. And you know, with your map says 30 minutes, allow an hour. Exactly. Like that's just what, in Seattle, that's just what I've learned. Yeah. You just double whatever the map says for anywhere in Seattle. Yes. And give yourself just lots of buffer time. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. yeah I'm, I know. You've been living yes. like that nice Florida lifestyle in Gulfport, which I just envision as being like Petaluma, very approachable. And oh, it does, yeah. And you have a scooter to get places now in I addition do. to your two-car. Yeah, so I have it, wanted a scooter. Benny, did Sunny show you the pictures? Oh, no, no, I but didn't. I, I'm sorry. Does the scooter have a name? No, yeah, exactly. Okay. The scooter Not should. Yet, but I am 
taking suggestions. <laughs> okay. Um, she yeah, is a magical queen. Uh-oh. And, you know, I have been wanting a scooter for uh, over a decade. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, wanting, like the Vespa type of scooters, not mm-hmm. like a... <gasps> That's I, adorable. Oh Sunny, show me a, show me a picture so right cute. now. That's super adorable. Yeah. And I just, you know, I'm in Florida. <laughs> it's warm. It's also like flat. Yeah. No mountains. Yeah. Right. So it's perfect just for easy, a scooter. Breezy, getting around. <laughs> yeah. That's and so I've I've wanted one. And then um yeah, she was parked outside of a neighbor's house with a for sale sign. And I I just knew. Yeah, you did say that there was a magical story behind this. Yeah. So let's just let's dive in. I mean, we haven't even checked in with Benny, but we gotta Oh no, uh, I want to hear the scooter Benny's story. Hear yeah, my I'm scooter fine. Story. I'm great. Yeah. Move along. <laughs> let's do this. Okay. Scooter yes. time. Okay, because you know, there's for me something that Florida has really helped me open up to and along with trusting the divine is open up to more play, more fun, mm-hmm. more pleasure, more leisure. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still not always great at that, you know, and so there'll be things like a scooter where I'm like, mm, do you really need that? No. <laughs> you know, you need these other things, blah, blah, blah. And uh-huh. that like voice, quote yeah. unquote, voice of reason comes through. But I, um, I was cruising along one day and I saw this parked outside of the neighbor's I just like slammed on my brakes, <laughs> which you can do, and go. <laughs> slammed on my brakes, pulled over to the side of it, uh-huh. and was just like taking pictures. I could not stop thinking about it. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to, you know, the, the next morning rolled around, contacted the person. They're like, absolutely. Do you want to just come down? It's still available. When I got there and I saw her, the person I was dating, I had them um, go drive it for me because I had never driven a scooter. <laughs> So I you was like, but I just knew one. I needed one. <laughs> and um, anyway, the oh woman boy. selling it was like, um, you know, actually, it's it's. She said to me, "It's so crazy." And I was like, "Oh, oh here we go." I love uh, you know. And she said, um, "I actually sold it once yesterday. Once yesterday. Once before. <laughs> then you're like, all right, this is a shady deal. Yeah, right? I was like, like What's, oh, what is she trying okay. to do? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, my a co-owner yeah, like, of Do I need to like get into a different like stance yeah, like, right now? Like, those, I'm prepared like, for like, Florida like, timeshares. Okay. Florida timeshares. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what are you talking about? So then she was like, yes, I sold it. And these this couple went away and we're like, we can't wait. We're going to come pick it up. And then she said, um, a couple of like uh, hours later, or it was the next morning, right before I contacted her. Yeah, they contacted and they said, "I'm so sorry. Would you be mad? We changed our mind. We decided that we want to do something different. Yeah, we we're not going to buy it. Perfect. It was, it was meant minutes for you. before I had said, you, "Can I have it?" Yes. So anyway, I just thought, oh, how amazing! And I just knew. I mean, I saw her and I I went and did something else, and I just had that feeling. Yeah, like. It's supposed to be mine. You're supposed to be with me. And then I got the courage to take her for a test drive. And I was like, I said out loud with a permagrant on my face, the breeze blowing through my hair, like, oh, you're mine. Uh, Oh, you're coming with me. Because it's going to be all about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just cruising, feeling it already. It's in your head. You're loving it. Mm -hmm. We know. We know. We've been there. It's done. So she's a new family addition. That's awesome. So I remember when I was going through my divorce, um, I went and got my motorcycle license and, you know, did the full class and all that. Cause you mean, did? Yeah. It's smart. Yeah. Super it smart. Was, and it was a lot of fun. You learn a lot. Wow. And it was mm-hmm. empowering. But I'm curious. Like, I remember I would have had to have had that really for my license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, do they, 
for you to have a scooter in Florida, is that something that they require? Or can you just kind of, <laughs> because it's a vacation type spot and people are renting scooters all the time, do you even have to have yeah. anything special to have a scooter? Not with, because it's like a 49 cc. It's okay. below a certain horsepower. It's below, the, yeah. It's okay. So since mm-hmm. it, it can only go up to a certain speed, then you don't have to have okay. a special license. And you don't even have to get this thing registered. It was registered, but you can get by and nobody's going to say anything. What? Right. I will be getting Florida. it registered. Yeah. But Florida just always makes me think, like, if you like pina colada. Exactly. <laughs> I'm know? with Sunny, though, too. I would encourage taking a class because you learn yeah. a lot on balance and what to do yeah. in situations that you yeah. would never think of. I like it. And uh, yeah. I did it here for Washington State. So, yeah, I think I will. That's one thing I've, I've always added to my ID. You know, they always yeah. ask if you're going to yeah. be endorsed by a motorcycle. I'm like, yeah. yep, I'll pay for it because okay. I already know how. Yeah. And I'll just keep it going because yeah. I'm sure someday I'll ride again. This yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. And I no, am about fun, but I'm also about safety. Yes. And I take that seriously. Yep. And yeah. I want everybody listening. Yeah. To take they provide all seriously. the motorcycles. Yeah. They're under like a certain horses so anybody yeah, can ride them. There's... Or you can bring your own. Yeah. yeah. Also, that just sounds like fun. It is. It to is. learn and practice mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as I got on this thing, I thought, ooh, I might want something faster yeah. so that I can like mm-hmm. get out on the main roads. This mm-hmm. is fun. I'll check Florida yeah. listings for you. Okay. Thank you. Oh, well, that's so exciting. Yes, and she I know. matches Mercy beautiful. I know. Which, I know. If, for anyone listening, if you don't know Mercy, that is Alessandra's, the car that she bought when she got to Florida yes, that has an magic equally car. magical, actually, I think even a more magical story. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's both are magical. It just feels like, ways. yeah, again yeah. and again, just, um, it's interesting just being in a, a place in my life, you know, I would have never chosen Florida. Yeah. It's like a lover who wasn't my type at yeah. all. And, uh, you know, and now being there, I think that I've been able to tap into more authentic parts of myself. And it yes. just feels like my life more than ever is reflecting how I feel on the inside. That's so awesome. Yeah. And I never would have noticed there was like a disconnect before. Or maybe it wasn't yeah. even a disconnect. Maybe it was just like parts just have been more emerging rather yeah. than there was something different. Before. Yeah. And I think that there was some, there's some kind of freedom or permission that, I feel like I've given myself or the divine has given me to just go be wild, yeah. be free, have fun, go uh, play. Yeah. yeah there's got to be a particular energy that comes with the, the life that you've chosen in Florida yeah. um, and all that comes with that. Um, and I do think that not for it, not everyone's soul would be aligned with that, yeah. right? So it's not as I'm saying that. I'm not saying it so literally that I'm like, oh, you all should think about Florida. No. Right. But I do think that there are certain locations and you know weather constellations mm-hmm. and um geographical just i don't know the even the um what is it the coordinates like there's some mm-hmm. there's something that links up with our soul in these different ways where i can just i can feel myself very differently yeah. you know and because i've lived so many places and traveled a lot i can feel myself very different yes in so many different locations and you even said that to me when we were talking, uh, texting pre-show, you being back in Seattle, you have noticed some things too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like confirmation that. Yes. Where it's like, I love Seattle. I just, I have a place in my heart that like, I will always have for Seattle. Mm-hmm. I love, I love how, I love the mountains. I love the trees. I love the water. I love all of this. And it's interesting because it feels like when I'm here, I'm trying to sort of force myself back into fitting into a life that is no longer mine. Like what kind of life? Um, I mean, your work is... For me, 
for me, yeah. when I was in the Pacific Northwest, I felt a lot more um, constricted, hmm. cold, stressed, tightly coiled, hmm. um, expectations that I do something in a certain way. Now, if I came back, I would not put that pressure on myself right. of you need to do it in this exact way. But I can just feel it feels like a relic of an old life being Interesting. here. You know, and I just feel like I... I feel such a new sense of being and way of being mm-hmm. that coming back here doesn't feel right aligned the way it did when I first moved here. Yeah. Right. And I remember the, you know, even the woman that I was when I first moved here was Which someone, year was that? I'm sorry. Uh, what year was 2013. That? Okay. So when I first moved here, even thinking like, um, I love gray skies. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of cozy, rainy weather. That's yeah. my favorite kind of weather. That's where I thrive. And how that has just changed over almost 10 years, mm-hmm. right? So it's 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 a new um, way of accepting um, a little bit of an outgrowing for me. And not to mm-hmm. say that outgrowing is anything about being better than it. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's like I was wearing a certain type of wool sweater when I lived here. And mm-hmm. I just am not vibing on the wool sweater anymore (laughs) you know yes and and that gets to be perfectly okay right so I think every time I'm coming back here because I've tried in so many ways to think about how can I live in both places how can I be Mm bi-coastal and trying to force it really yeah and feeling blocked in all kinds of ways trying to force like you know can I get a little uh, uh, just a tiny apartment here can I rent a room of a house can I kind of make this work and and feeling blocked and this kind mm-hmm. of messaging that I keep getting of like, this is no longer for you, honey. Mm. You're not supposed to be here. Like, come visit, come play, come see your friends. But this, this You're is not, not supposed for to have a root anymore. here. Yeah. Like a permanent root. Yeah. Here. And I'm going to ask you, I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, but sure. Tosha Silver in her recent um, talk on the forum yep. was talking about this quote of like trying to fit into the old parts of your life that now are like this jagged kind of fit and like that the universe sometimes is trying to describe to you like, look, honey, move on. Yeah. This is no longer, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. what she said? I, uh, yes. And it's also (laughs) merging with a, a memoir that I'm reading right now, and I'm like, was it Tosha that said that one, or was it this author that said that? Yeah. Um, Either way, it's a similar concept. Yes. So you know the concept. Oh, absolutely. And I feel that every time I go back to Austin. Okay. Every time. Yeah. I have there. Well, it never truly felt like home. I think in the same way that Seattle may yeah. have for you, but yeah, it's. Uh, I just I'm not the same person, and um, I, you just feel that for me. It's the same thing I always describe, that body compass internal, um, like a contraction in my heart space. And it's if you do, if you have a pendulum or if you ever use dousing, you know, where you would kind of stand with your shoulders hip width apart. And if you are, uh, if something is really good for your being, and I'm talking body, mind, heart, and spirit, then your body will kind of lean forward typically. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if it's not great for you, it'll lean back. You could use the, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you can you do this with foods. You could do this with people. You could do this with a job. You could, it's, um, yeah. it's it's just one of those ways of connecting with that inner being. And when I am in Austin, I feel like a, I'm kind of backing away. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a contraction in my body. There's not that feeling not of the leaning in. magnetic pull in the magnetic leaning in. And 
yeah, there and there's so many. When you said you're um, uh, that Florida has brought out in you um, certain kind of the you said you felt tightly coiled here uh, in Florida. There's more pleasure. There's more, and I see you know you're more colorful, not uh-huh. the wool sweaters, things like that. Yeah. I go back and my old life in Austin was so. And it, of course, we were splitting between L.A., so there was that flavor of like West Hollywood and everything. It was just this constant spray tan, constant bleach oh, yeah. blonde, constant, um, um, very, very conscious of the clothes that I wore and the accessories. And even in if, if it was coming from a workout, you still wanted to be put together in a certain way. Yes, I'm not talking Dallas made up right. like for the grocery <laughs> store, but this is a very different. It's a very made up to look, made down, very yes. um, intentional, it's time like brand, consuming. It's brand, like designer, I'm relaxed, leisure, yes. but I'm in my design leisure. And I'm telling you, like, this would not fly. I have been wearing the same two pair of jeans. Movi destroyed several of my shirts and sweaters no. on the trip. <laughs> and we, our stuff is still in storage, and I was just laughing about this because I thought, I have, like, four pair of Vans, I have two pair of jeans, and I have about three sweaters and two shirts. That's all I've had for the past going on nine months now. And that would just have been horrific. I've worn my hair in a bun every day well, for yeah, nine didn't months. Didn't you have to rent out a whole storage facility to oh, hold yes. your prior Texas life Exactly. Clothes. And now, oh, yeah, yeah. So I guess what I'm just saying is like, I look in the mirror now and I'm like, wow, I never realized how au naturel I really am. Yeah. Like, I really don't care anymore yeah. about those things. Well, and it's really neat to sink into who you really yes. are and return to that. Like, it's a sigh of relief, and like that uncoiling. Yes, and I do feel like the universe gives you these invitations mm-hmm. to reconnect mm-hmm. with what is truly you, not yeah. what is ego and all of that. And so I feel like for both of us, you know, I've known you, we've been friends for five years going on six almost years and I've seen us both just move more Mm -hmm. into what is authentically us yeah I mean and you notice even since you've known me you met me when my hair was still blonde oh yes blonde blonde there wasn't a hint of red in it you look at me now and my hair is it's natural auburn color which is not one highlight stunning you know I'm obsessed Mm. with it every time I'm like this is your actual color. This is my actual color, and I have not had it. I I, I had this complex about being a redheaded. St- I was not a stepchild. I was an only child with my bio <laughs> parents. But there was people would make jokes about redheaded stepchild, ginger, yeah. all, all the time. And so I've always felt very self conscious about my hair. But I have to say, um, while I fully recognize that the historical Mary Magdalene did not, I don't think, have auburn hair. She is an often portrayed in the more divine feminine circles as having auburn hair. And I don't know, there was something about, as I got deeper into that material, it felt like I was connecting with some kind of a powerful feminine presence. Mm. Um, that blonde was like a, blonde was like a wig almost. Like it wasn't oh, yeah. truly connected and, and rooted in power and who yeah. I really was. This hair color has felt like a coming home and like a stepping into my my feminine power that Oh Maybe my god! I love strange, it. But. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, and I—I yeah. I mean, I just—I adore it. I've—I've I've seen you in all of the ways. You know, the very first night that you walked up to me, blonde hair, <laughs> wearing like heeled boots. Uh, you know, the whole—the yeah. whole thing, and I'm uh, walking up the steps like, oh, mm-hmm. 
Texas queen, mm-hmm. right? And and it's just been neat to I think that that was beautiful and what's even more gorgeous is being able to see you just feel like more in your skin. Yeah, and I will say I don't know. I mean, this is not at all where I thought we were going this morning, but I'm Me just going to roll with it. Um, <laughs> part for, and I'm saying this because I don't know if anyone else out there struggles with this. So growing up, so much of who I was was, and I think this is now having just recently dipped back into Melody Beatty's work. I'm like, God, I'm such a massive codependent. Mm. I have such a need to fit into a mold that is pleasing to others, and so I'll say particularly um, when it came to. Um, my romantic relationships, um, and I'm, I'm going to make a gender stereotype here, but in the South, there is still, and I have friends, clients in the South, we talk about these things. I don't, I'm, I don't think I'm alone in this perception, but there's this, you're kind of, um, there's still the attitude that you are presenting yourself for those who identify um, as female and are um, 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 heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of packaging yourself Mm -hmm. in a beautiful manner for male gaze. Mm -hmm. Um, That Mm -hmm. you need to look a certain way, be a certain way. uh, You're self-objectifying, right? You're creating self as object to be admired. Yeah, and so, you know, that that picture of the Stepford wife with perfect makeup, perfect hair, perfect little dress that emphasizes your feminine qualities and then um, being demure, being polite, Mm -hmm. being kind, being soft-spoken, all of these things. Now, there's some big body, fun Texas women yeah. who are very feminine as well. But I'm yeah. saying, I guess the the one that I, the mold I was fitting into. And so I always had this this perception that for my ex-husband, Rob, he never asked this of me. He would always, he was a little confused by it. But for me, I was presenting myself as a package to be on his arm so that he was looked good to yeah. his friends and his business partners. Like, I was a presentable um I don't want to say trophy wife because I came with other things than than right. the external package. But anyway. But you felt like you were playing that yeah. role and still. I was very scared that if I ever let that go, he would no longer love me. If I gained mm. five pounds, if my hair wasn't perfect, if I didn't, if it just didn't look like this, like a, I mean, either, you know, for Cosmopolitan Magazine or a right. porn star, whatever, you know, how you have that perfect form everything and <clears throat> now when I when I got together with Chase and he was like I love you no matter what and yeah. I was like yeah right you say that but the minute I gain 10 pounds but the minute I stop wearing makeup but the minute I I change my hair back to red because he you know mm-hmm. his entire family is Irish too so there's a lot of ginger in their family yeah and so you know having grown up like that and I I just thought there's there's no way he will still love me if I let my hair go back to its natural color, if I gain mm. weight. And it's been 10, actually, our anniversary was uh, last week, 10 years it's been since. Wow. Yeah, crazy. 10 years. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, I feel we are going stronger than we were even in the beginning. Yeah. And I have changed dramatically in appearance and in how I carry myself mm. with him. And, I feel like he loves me more now than he even did when mm-hmm. I was uh, size zero to uh, mm-hmm. when my hair was blonde, when I always looked stylish. Mm-hmm. When, and so I'm like, wow. Because it was never about that. No. Mm-hmm. It, and, and now I actually believe it. It took 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but I believe it now that he's with me for something other than yes. my my little, you know, nice, shiny package. Right. Um and that's been so to relax into feeling loved for who you really are unconditionally. Oh. 
I get that from like, you know, certain family and friends, but from your romantic partner, like oh, yeah. that just was not a thing yeah. in my world. Like that didn't happen. You no. do one thing wrong, it's over. Yeah. Like, they will no longer be attracted to or love you. And that's just not my experience now. So having, I will say, having the unconditional love of my chosen partner in this life has been more healing for me being who I am than anything oh. else. And I say, you said last first Friday, uh-huh. um, we were talking about um, having maybe, I don't think you overstayed your welcome in your last relationship, but there were times when you were <laughs> like, should I, I'm staying because I fear that no one will love me like she did. Yes. And and for me, um, um, I feel like, now I just lost my train of thought. Um that um let's see i was saying yeah you were talking about how healing it's been to be with chase yeah and that yeah. that's helped you heal in love yeah oh and so okay for you you were staying perhaps out of a fear that that you wouldn't find love like that again and i say i hear that a lot from clients and i think this mm-hmm. is also let me be the living proof that if you are looking for evidence to convince your brain that you deserve more that better things exist out there, that it is possible, I will say, I, let me be that example because it does exist. Like, don't settle yes. for less. And you are a living example of that now, too. In a, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And so, it, yeah, the last time that we, last First Friday, it was like, yeah, that was a big fear of mine is, mm-hmm. like, I, if I leave this, I may never be loved again and mm-hmm. certainly not loved this strongly mm-hmm. because it felt like the f- and and it certainly was I call that relationship like going to love school for mm, me yeah. you know um my parents were fairly critical of me and they had their own um they had their own problems with love and affection mm-hmm. you know and so had a really hard time giving that to me yeah um and so being in that relationship with her was very healing and so I thought wow you know, I think so often we think about this person loves me unconditionally, and yet mm-hmm. there are sometimes conditions, right? Yeah. Where it's like that person loves you as long as you stay the same, mm-hmm. as long as you don't grow and change mm-hmm. in these other ways, mm-hmm. right? And so that can that can become more into view. And so for s- some people, myself included, it feels sometimes like it's more beneficial to stay in whatever mold they need you to be oh, yeah. to be able to receive that love. Yeah. Now, I didn't necessarily know fully I was doing that at the time because I was in it. I just knew I had the constant feeling of too tight of a wool sweater. Mm-hmm. I need to get out. Something's not right. I just had yep. the constant phrase of something's not right, something's not right, something's not right, right? And I tried to ignore that, and then that turned into a scream. Mm-hmm. And so then, yes, meeting the person that I'm with now who I don't use pronouns because they use they, them, gender non-binary person. So just to say that more explicitly, um, you know, it's been interesting because as I've as I journeyed across the country and got more into my full pleasure and more Mm -hmm. of my fullness and really realized, you know, it may not be for me. A relationship may not be for me in the in the traditional sense that I've known. Yeah. Because so far I feel a little blocked and I feel a little stilted. And I want to be able to be my full self in all of the ways and have somebody still love that. And I don't know if that's possible. Yeah. Right. And it and it felt like such a big 
sacrifice to step away from that relationship, go out to the wilderness, not knowing if somebody would love me like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then in in the while walking through the wilderness, the metaphorical wilderness, you know, having, you know, comments come from my own mother that were very critical in nature, just reminding me, see, you're not loved. Oh, yeah. You're not loved unconditionally. So then my inner critic is like, way to go. Mm -hmm. You stepped away from the one person who loves you. Mm -hmm. And look, look what you're seeing, right? So it's just like I got shown that. And then meeting this person that I've been dating now is been such a whoa, 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 like a mind, I won't say the explicit word, <laughs> but it rhymes a mind with luck. Yeah. A mind luck. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Very much. Benny, you're welcome. It's very hard for me to not use profanity. I know, I know. One of these days the FCC will catch up and let us podcast like the rest of the world. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so amazing. <sighs> so anyway, you know, and meeting this person who it's the bolder I am, the bigger I am, the more I occupy space, the mm-hmm. more me I am, the mm-hmm. more, the more, um, and the more me feels like I'm a little ridiculous. I'm also a little intense and I mm-hmm. like a lot of cheetah print. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's, there's a lot of different parts of me sensuality wise, all of this. And it has felt like the more me I am, the more this person is just like, yes. slow clap (laughs) i want more let's see more keep going i love that and then i've thought the same kind of thing like okay well when they see this level of intensity or how about when i'm sick Mm -hmm. or how about when i'm this or how about when i don't look that big bold persona that they really like Mm -hmm. still down and i this is so interesting that you brought up the cheetah print or leopard print was it cheetah cheetah yeah i either you know, I kind of have a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see on. you got your water bottle it. going on. And now, now, this is way too much. I have three animal print oh, items in much. one area. Well, no, see, I didn't even know. I feel that. like I've overdone it today. Eh, I don't. Well, I, kind of <laughs> I like how you look right at me. Like, Benny. I, I'm the decider. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where's this the is on my pants. You're okay. Okay, so my your phone. pants. I, oh, my your phone. phone. <laughs> I try to only have, no, you know, no more than one or two. Right, I got you. Well, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I love this because it's a jungle over there, there. was. <laughs> 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 you can love it or leave it, it you know. And I I'm good it. with it. We're not yes. leaving it. Yes, but there was. Uh, y- you did some dating and some exploring mm-hmm. um, between where we sit now and then when you and your partner separated, like over yes. a year ago. Yeah, or was it? God, it's two, almost two years almost. now, which. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Well, it's been a while, so you've done some dating. <laughs> My brain just melted. And there was one person along the way that I remember, and you said, God, they were like not a big fan of my this was in the moment and it's just coming back to me. Yeah. I'm like, God, this person is not a big fan of my like jungle prints. And I thought <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's disappointing. Like you were to already the curb with them. In the very beginning of the relationship. Yes. Already there were comments about Really? Yeah. You're wearing jungle prints? And so I love that this person specifically is like, more cheetah. <laughs> yes, more, more, more. And I'm like, and actually we were walking through a store together and they were like, do you need this jacket? You might. You know, and it you was might. this like cheetah print furry <laughs> ridiculousness. 
And yeah, it's like <laughs> I had started dating because I remember when I was with my former partner and I remember the first cheetah print item showed up. Right? And <gasps> yes. I had gotten like a swimsuit for something. Mm-hmm. And then there was one other thing. And she said like, oh, a lot of cheetah coming into this house. <laughs> you were like, I got some time and to I make was up like, for. Listen, I think you know this is this is this is what's going to be happening. And then yeah, I started dating you know some other person who yeah instantly said to me even comments like, well, do you think all of this is because you live in Florida? Oh, oh like my looking God. at the things yes, I would yes, wear, yes, yes. or like, huh? <laughs> You know, more of this, huh? You know? That's not a good sign. No, it's not a good sign. And, you know, I have lived a life where, you know, even though I've rebelled a lot and I've created my own path, I've been adventurous, I've still lived that very codependent lifestyle of, oh, okay, you know, this kind of like, what do you need me to be? Yeah, how am I presenting oh, myself? you don't like that yeah. much of it? Okay, I've discovered you, you person, mm-hmm. like this, so I'll show up more as this, mm-hmm. you know. And to actually hear those comments and think like, yeah, okay, I think this probably isn't going to work. And to easily discover the contrast of when someone is in full acceptance of mm-hmm. you. Full acceptance, like full, yes, give me more of that. Mm -hmm. And just how many humans there are on the planet. Yes. Right? It's like if someone hates your metaphorical cheetah print, whatever it is for you, there is someone who equally will think that is the best thing they've ever seen. Please give me more. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Because we're talking, you know, we we may overstay. Again, I don't think this was the case with you, but I'm just saying generally. I think I overstayed. I mean, I stayed until, like, my soul was screaming at me. Okay. It's okay to say. Well, hey, at least you listen. Lots of people stay for decades even when the soul is continuing to scream. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not the best course of action, but I understand people have reasons for doing so. But anyway, that's not our topic today. The conversation is (laughs) if you think that you're overstaying your welcome, but you fear you can't find as good or something similar to what you have, let us at least be two examples that you can find more and better if you trust. Yes. And yeah. And when you are more yourself, like the more you you can be, the more you will attract other people who will celebrate you and be right where you are, right? Because it's like the times where I've been more of a chameleon I attract all kinds of different people. They're mm-hmm. attracted to what people are attracted to like people. Yeah. Mirroring right? them. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like if you mirror them, you're going to get more of them. So it's like the more myself I've been, there's uh, there's an easier filtering process. Yep. You know, and the more me I've come into, I have seen and, you know, Tosha Silver is talking a lot about this in the year of 2021. People may have noticed more and more people falling off, like friendships ending. Yes. Relationships ending. Yes. I have never lost so many friends in one just swoop. Yes. As you became more who you were. Yes. Yeah. And we call that in my coaching tradition, the empty elevator syndrome. As you start to, and I'm not saying this from a like better, worse, but as you up level, and for me, up leveling is showing up more as who you are. Yeah. It's almost like getting in an elevator and not everybody on the floor you've been on is going to get on the elevator with you. Right. So when you start heading toward the penthouse, 
the elevator may be very empty yes. and it feels scary. Yes. But you will soon, the doors will open on higher floors um, that yes. people will match, that will show up to match who you are. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's like, it does feel, you know, the I, I'm not one of those people yet anyway um, who is just like, okay, good. Those people can go. I don't feel that way. I feel devastated, right? When I realize oh, this person has just straight up stopped answering my texts. That's the new way to break up with friends, apparently, um, that I'm learning. I know, and it feels awful. Or, you know, this person has now told me, you know, we need space. Or this person I found out is saying bad things about me behind Mm -hmm. my back. It is devastating for me. I mean, it really really takes me down. And and I would like to, I'm still working on growing that muscle of, of, being able to be rejected and still stay, you know, in my footing and stay grounded. Um, But it is heartbreaking for me. And this last year or so, it's like I have just had to had to just accept that like, yes, okay, some people are no longer going to resonate. And then that elevator does feel empty. And the brain does this interesting thing of playing tricks on us where it's like, yes, I've lost a lot of people. But also my relationships with people like you have solidified even more like my good people have become even more solid family chosen family in my life like I have more I have more solid relationships also but the Mm -hmm. brain will focus on this one person that's not getting back to me and I can't believe that right so it's just holding that and, and yeah the elevator has felt empty and what I found even now with you know the person who I'm romantically involved with is like me being more myself, me being more my pleasure, me being more <coughs> adventurous and prioritizing that. It's mm-hmm. like I've attracted somebody who also prioritizes those same things. Yes. And so I can look at the other people as like, yeah, I was attracting them because they were attracted to the way I was being then. Yeah. So it's okay that they have to go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned the family member who kind of throughout all of this tends to be like a trigger point. Um, yes. It, and I think as you were saying that, I was just envisioning like, I, I think I know what some of my big soul growth points are in this lifetime. For yeah. me, it's about um, worth and value based on things from the inside as a spiritual being, not outside like yeah. education, money, appearance, that kind of right. thing. And I have wondered with for you, um, if it is um, uh, you are working on loving yourself no matter what is coming from the outside, yes. knowing like I, I forget how you said it earlier, but I just had this vision of when you get to the other side with this family member and this family member going, I am so sorry it was so hard, but that's what we agreed. That's I was going to show up on. and every time you kind of went to the next level in terms of self-love and feeling more yeah. confident and feeling good that they kind of come in and are like, you sure? Yeah. And it's like this wonderful, not I say wonderful, I know it doesn't feel wonderful, right. but I'm saying from the soul's perspective, like pushing you to your growth edge over and over and yeah. over so that when you get to the end of this lifetime, you loving yourself is going to have been the greatest soul accomplishment of any yeah. lifetime, you know? I really, I really feel truth in what you're saying. Like I can feel my whole body responding to that. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, because... It does feel like one of the, you know, just recently I stood up for myself when I had received the the most recent message, which, you know, has now, I mean, it was in August, so mm-hmm. there's some time has passed. 
But it was the first time, and I know I've talked about that a little bit on this show, but it was the first time I really leaned back and defended myself, right? Mm. Usually I take the words that other people would say and I try to make sense of how they're hurting and the ways that they're struggling and, you know, and what they maybe meant. And I'm so sad and I'm so hurt. And this time it's like I'm I'm sad and I'm hurt, but I leaned back. I, I leaned forward, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I set and I wrote back, you know, the most powerful words that have stood out to me in what I said back to my mother was. I have learned to love and respect myself no matter what you say to me. And lo, I have learned to love and be proud of myself no matter what you say to me that of all the things I said. Yeah, that's what sticks with me the most is I felt in that moment that I had this ferocious tigress that came up. Yeah, that was like, no more. And I even put in all caps, go get help. Don't do this anymore. This has to stop. Yeah, I will not tolerate this. Right. And I and it was the first time this ferociousness just came up and it was not one thing did I say to put her down. Right. I would never do that. I would never say the things that she does to me. And so it it makes me feel like, yes, it is some kind of soul contract. Yeah. Because when I rose up in that moment, like, look, I'm going to love myself and be proud no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because I think like, and it's also giving me practice of leaning into things like social media, putting myself out there, being mm-hmm. more vulnerable You know, when you are more vulnerable or you are rising up, there are more people that are going to have something to say about it. Yep. Right. And my number one practice point is my own mother. I And I just (laughs) I have to just call. I wasn't going to say anything, but at the very in the first half of the show, you were alluding to this family member. And we've always just said family, family member. member. I know. No, I'm just saying it. No. Earlier on in the show, you said mother. And I started to say you know you just said that but I thought you know what I'll talk to her about it at dinner tonight and see if she even noticed that she said that oh yeah you just did it again now try yeah. and it's been three times you've said it like I love that you are claiming it yes and and as you were saying that I had this image of the human interaction being like oh painful icky I mean I'm so yeah. glad you drew the hard boundary yeah. awesome like yeah. what an accomplishment but like the human part of this like oh how painful and I'm so oh, sorry yeah. But then I just saw kind of on this ethereal level, like I saw like your mom's soul, like cheering and high fiving, like, yes, Yes. you did. You did it. You did it. (laughs) We're going to high five so hard when we get to the other side. And I'm so sorry. That's what had to happen. Yes. But yeah, like this is I mean, oh, Sandra, this is freaking huge. And I feel like now that you've been specific about it, like um, this is so helpful for other people out there who may need to draw. And you know what? That also relates to the memoir that I'm writing, uh, the um, the memoir I'm writing, the memoir I'm reading yeah. about this woman. Um, and I was her... like, what are you? No, 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 no. Okay. I mean, anyway. I need I... you to. No, there will be. I'm sure there will yes. be someday when, when there's enough life to have shared one. But anyway, <clears throat> um, she was saying her, her therapist was telling her that estrangement is an appropriate and healthy option with her mother. And she was like, I don't know that I'm there yet. Um, yeah. Her mother is not in... There's not the same kind of things happening. But I just remember the therapist saying estrangement is an appropriate and healthy option with your particular mother. And I think um, 
that's such a hard thing to hear and it's such a hard thing perhaps to live. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I can't, I don't have personal experience with this, but I'm thinking like in your situation, drawing such a hard boundary, I just hear those words from the book, estrangement for however long can be an appropriate and healthy option yes. when you have a mom that does crappy things. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I had met, um, it was interesting cause you talked about, and I, I hope we have time. Um, oh, God, you yeah. talked about having, um, just a perfectly timed uh, spiritual reading with uh, Stephanie oh, yeah. Levinson, now Banks. <coughs> and, um, you know, and I had one, too, right around this time. And she was saying, your guides are, they are dancing. Oh. They are like, yes, 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 you did yes, it, yes. you know? And I even had this moment of like, am I going to die soon? Like, did I do my Wait, life's purpose? Did she? <laughs> no, that is that is something very similar to what yeah. happened. Yeah, okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. with that. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's really amazing. And still what I decided to do, you know, especially based on that reading was, you know, over the over the holidays, I I wrote my mother a gratitude love letter and just said the reasons I was grateful for her in this time and sent her like a couple of gifts and like in real life in real life okay not just in my head but yeah. I, it was like even though I'm setting this boundary yeah and I won't allow I won't allow this kind of behavior mm-hmm. in my life I still want to be a loving presence to this human and that's that's part of it too is like I'm not willing to participate mm-hmm. in the meanness and the hatred. That's not the kind of person that I want to be on this planet. Mm-hmm. I'm just creating this boundary. Yeah. And so it felt good for me to still share love with her. Yeah. And the reason that I started naming not just a family ne- member, but my mother is because it is so helpful for so many people to know. Yeah. So many people have pain points with their mother. Yeah. And and fathers. And yeah. fathers. Yeah, yes. Those and, two, and I have yes. that too. Um you know, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like right now the mother is very present for yeah. me. Right. But it's like those those the family of origin people, those people left leave such deep imprinting. Yes. Whether you whoever you were raised by mother, father, maybe you had a grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those early imprints. And yeah. so for me, it's important to start naming that because I want people to know like. You're not alone in that struggle. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in, you know, this doesn't feel good or this particular person. You know, I see in the media or even with my friends, like, I thought the mother was supposed to be your biggest fan. Right. And sometimes they're just not. Yep. And not because you're not amazing. Right. Yeah. But because we're talking about capacity. What does this person have capacity for in terms of, you know, yeah. offering support and love? Where is their pain point? And what is your soul contract with this person? Yeah. We're all on a different journey. So. Yes. Yes. I just love that. I mean, this has been, this is not anything that we had talk, no. planned to talk about, but this is, I, I'm just, I'm so excited that we've had this conversation and Me I too. have to applaud your bravery for speaking specificity to yeah. this person. Um, that's a, that is a very um, courageous thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not easy, but this like inner inner tigress is helping yes. me rise. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to hear what about your timely talk <laughs> with, with Stephanie? Stephanie? It's so funny because um, I knew many months ago um, Stephanie Stephanie Banks, uh, who was on the show just last week, actually. Uh, 
right? Yeah, that was last. Was that last week? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, Amazing. sorry. Yeah, two weeks. Sorry. Oh, the cell level meditation. Sorry, my time. <laughs> I know. Is I need and I need anyway. Benny to just be in all aspects of my life. Like, <laughs> Benny, when was that? Check dates. <laughs> yeah, right. Benny, when did I say that thing? Yeah. Uh, but um. You mean when it's a jungle out there? Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that long ago? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always a jungle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, but Stephanie is always very generous. So when, when, you know, um, she comes on the show or if, if, well, you know, we've done sacred supper clubs together and she's been the the featured guest, like she will always gift like a 30 minute session or something mm-hmm. like that. And she had uh, like months and months and months ago, she had, um, emailed me and said, I want to gift you an extra 30 minutes, you know, just use it whenever you want. So I've been holding that in the back of my mind. Um, and, and this, this year, um, we've talked about this before on first Friday, but this year has been really challenging for me. Mm. It's been one of the greatest adventures with our seven month, 15,000 mile road trip of mm-hmm. all kinds of, you know, fun things. Um, but it's also been incredibly challenging because it's been like this holding pattern. Like, God, I feel so called to divinity school. It didn't work mm-hmm. out last year. You know, applications just went in, um, which by the way, I will give a to me, I don't want to get, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but I'm just going to be honest because I was excited about it and I flubbed something up already with it. Anyway, I got an email from Harvard that said, <gasps> you've kind of made it through the first round. We want to have a, an Yay! informational interview. Well, no, 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 oh, no, no, no. All this no. means, all this means is we liked your application enough to want to talk to you virtually for a 15 minute informational interview. We can still celebrate that. That's, that's a foot in the door. I just want right to there. A that's a foot in that the door. Clear as day. I may, may very well not make it further than this, and that is fine, but I had to celebrate because that's the only feedback I've received so far from any of the applications. I won't hear anything officially until early yeah. March, so we're still just kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. Um, but you're uh, in the game. I mean, yes. I mean, applications are in, yeah. and I'm in the game. Um, and so I'll have that interview next week. Um, but in in any event, it's been a challenging year because I thought I thought, and I'm I'm 44. I turned 44 in 2021, and I thought, you know, that's one of those master numbers. It's also my name is 44, mm-hmm. and so I was like, this is my year. I'm gonna go to divinity school. I'm gonna do all these things. Yeah. Everything is our finances were like set for that, and and it has just been not that and now here we are <laughs> like we're still in an we can't we, what is this not, not that, that. <laughs> I just kind of feel flattened like yeah. every expectation I had for and and I will also say that looking for housing like keep in mind we sold our house in Seattle in 2020 the house was paid for it was like that was our house yes. like it was like a done deal and we sold it because we didn't think we'd be back and also it wasn't our forever home we didn't like being out of state yeah. landlords anyway we sold it, and now here we are back in Seattle in a much different financial position. <laughs> and a dog. And a freaking huge wild dog. dog. So we have three animals in a large wild. Yeah. looking <laughs> for a rental. And can I just tell you, like, the, the process right now is apply first, ask questions later yes. because it is yep. so – and it has flattened me. Like, we've been in a short-term <laughs> rental and two different short-term rentals since mid-November – we're coming up like need to be out of this one in like a couple weeks. And I am like, it is it is so discouraging because I don't want to commit to too much because I may have to be living on the East Coast and Chase will be living here mm-hmm. while I am in freaking school for a master's 
Like, how do you budget for that? I don't know if I don't much... know. It sounds like Chase might be coming to Florida. No, <laughs> oh my God, the Chili Factory will not Chase let him. Chase is going to be that. my new roommate in Florida. Oh, he would love that, except he <laughs> cannot be remote. I would. I'm taking him to the East Coast if he's going anywhere. But anyway, he needs to stay here because of this beautiful yeah. opportunity to be a permanent part, like of this his aunt's business here in Sumner. So Chase is going to be here. I don't know how any of this is going to work. So all of this to say, I have never been in more of a position of not knowing and surrender. And I just have like given up yeah. in terms of, it's just my hands are up. I mean, it could get worse. I'm sh- I mean, not sure. worse. I like it's, it's laughable right now. It could be so much worse because we are, the memoir I'm reading, like the woman is in a much worse position than I am on all fronts. Like her work, her finances, her health, like parts of her body were like, she was just losing all of her health and these huge operations. Anyway, I recognize my extreme privilege and and I am positioned well here. Oh, I, I was supposed to talk about Stephanie's reading. I'm just saying <laughs> the whole reason I had been in the back of my mind like I need this reading with Stephanie, but I hadn't reached out. Yeah. And all of a sudden I get this little text from her apropos of nothing. This was even this had nothing to do with her being on the show. This was just apropos of nothing. And she said, you know, I think you've got another 30 minutes. She's like, you've got a 60, 60 minute reading with me. I don't know. Do you want to use it? And I'm like, Stephanie, you really <sighs> literally read my mind. She said, I just felt called to reach out to you. And I said, I have been like almost pulling the trigger on this reading because I have not needed just a little bit. Like, I don't need to know the future. Readings for me at this point, I don't go to them to get specific information. I go to them to get inspiration and encouragement to keep me going when I'm in a point of needing encouragement. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like it's like you're walking in the desert and you see the oasis and then you get refreshing water, you get rest, you get recharged, and then you kind of go back out into the desert for a little while. Yeah. And this reading with her was just that. And it's so funny that she just happened to, I'm putting air quotes up, yeah. happened to reach out. That's mm-hmm. how spirit works. Spirit knew I needed that support right now. So anyway, I had this wonderful reading um, that just affirmed everything about where we are and where I'm mm-hmm. headed. And um, and just, I felt like this just oh, sense of relaxation and like, ah, it's all going to, I knew, I know on a deep level, it's all going to be good, but it's really nice to have something that your mind can hold on to. Oh, yeah. and here's the music. That's my cue. <laughs> I might be the renting, is... I might be renting my house out too, by the way. So just to let you know. Oh, Benny, I'll talk to you about okay, that. Good. Um, Ooh, yeah, here magical. we get the hook. But yeah. hey, this has been a very special edition of First Friday with Alessandra, Benny, and I all in the studio. Um, so wonderful. Yeah, so Alessandra, so good to see you. So you've yeah. been joined by me, Sunny Joy, and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And yeah, Benny, what's Benny up? Benny on the board. Hey, what's up? <laughs> uh, so happy to reconnect with you all. You've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. Um, and I will be back next week. Take care, everyone. Bye.